Welcome to Chat with Crystal, empowerment coaching and conversations with real women from around the world. I'm your host, Crystal Andrus Morissette, founder of the SWAT Institute. Women are being called right now to help heal this world. And it's time for a radio podcast that shows the how we're going to do just that, empowering one woman at a time. Now let's get to it. Yeah, let's get to it. Hey, it's Crystal here. I'm excited to do Chat with Crystal uh, with you. It's on the first Friday of every month and it is Friday, May 6th. It just, listen, if I say this another time on another Chat with Crystal, um, it's really becoming repetitive, but time is flying by. I'm sometimes always... Like, how could it be Chat with Crystal again? I just did that last week, um, a month ago. Anyways, we're here. It's uh, finally starting to feel like it's maybe going to be spring soon here where I live just outside of Toronto in Canada. And the daffodils have bloomed, so I'm so excited about that. So we have all yellow right now at the front of the house waiting for all the tulips, the red and yellow and purple tulips we planted in the fall. I'm I'm hoping they're going to pop their little faces up before the 11th, which is Mother's Day here in Canada. And my girls are going to come over and we're going to do some yoga in the lavender field at a lavender farm close by. So I'm excited about uh, this coming weekend. Uh, and I'm just sending you some positive energy and some good vibes that your month of May is going to be uh, a, a good month for you too. I mean, listen, it's life, right? There's highs and lows it's part of life. It's part of every relationship. It's it's part of being a human being. I think the the takeaway is always to remember that no matter where you're at, and if you feel like you're in a low or in the valley, yay, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Yes, there's my little Bible quote. Um, because there's always a hill. There's always another hill. We're always back up again. It is inevitable if we can, you know, stay connected to ourselves if we can, and you know, it, being able to chat is just such an important um, gift that we give to ourselves. I know sometimes it feels very vulnerable or really courageous, um, really scary. All of those feelings can, you can feel all of those feelings all at the same time, vulnerable, scared, and courageous. Um, but being able to chat, we know, is such an important um process. I'm just going to use that process for feeling better. Uh, interestingly, we're, we're teaching, I'm teaching right now, an uh, amazing group of women at the SWAT Institute. Uh, SWAT stands for Simply Woman Accredited Trainer. I'm, I'm coaching an amazing teaching, an amazing group of women right now who uh, started with me in mid-January and we're going to go straight through until December of this year. They're becoming master empowerment coaches. And one of the things that we've been talking about uh, recently is how important it is to be able to talk and use your voice, using your voice, not just texting back and forth with someone, but using your voice. Not only does it release uh, a hormone, a feel-good hormone that's especially feels good for women um, called oxytocin, which it's a, it's, it makes us feel better. Um, believe it or not, it's the same hormone that's released when you're breastfeeding or when you're pregnant. Um, and it's, it's a real, it's a hormone really designed to calm us and, uh, it makes us feel better as women. It does a little different for men. 
Uh, it can it can mess with their testosterone. So sometimes you'll hear guys I'll say, you know, when your when your boyfriend or your husband and you're in an argument and he goes out with his friends and you go out with yours, and you sit and talk all night about your problems, and then when you get in, you say, did you talk to your friends? And he says, no. Are you crazy? They're talking, but they're not necessarily talking about their problems. They're talking about sports. They're talking about politics they're talking about the office they're talking about music they're talking about now I'm not saying every man is like that but for us women we really do feel better when we talk and use our vocal cords because also it's connected to something that's becoming you know a, a buzz phrase lately but it is legit and real and important and it's around trauma and it's 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 you know for many years and those of you that are, say, in fitness or are in the health industry or understand biology, you know, we're almost always taught that there's two aspects to the nervous system, the parasympathetic nervous system, or rather to the autonomic nervous system. So there's the parasympathetic nervous system and the sympathetic nervous system. And what's interesting is researchers, uh, you know, doctors, therapists, coaches, we're all beginning to learn that there is a third part called the enteric part of the solar system. And part of that enteric system is this, this vagus nerve is called, and it's connected right from our brain all the way down to our butt. That's why sometimes when you're really mad, you're like, I don't know if I'm not even going to say, why do I say things? I have no filter. I don't even have notes that I write. I just talk from the top of my head. Anyways, I remember one time being so mad saying, I, I'm not even going to repeat it. Anyways, just know that it connects all the way down to your butt. And if you feel a burning inside when you're angry, like I could just, um, it's actually called your second brain, that, that enteric nervous system. And it, and it runs all the way through your digestive system, all the way down to your anus. And it is like a second brain. It's always talking to you. It's telling you how you feel. But what we're realizing is because it's also connected so closely to our vocal cords and to our carotid uh, sinuses and the right side of our neck, um, not only does talking release oxytocin, it also helps to tone the vagus nerve, which makes us feel calmer. It helps us relax. It helps us feel um, safer. So being able to talk it out and talk about what you're going through is is vital, is, is necessary, and it's crucial for kind of calming down your nervous system and getting yourself back into a good place, into a good energy where you feel like you're maybe able to climb that hill, hill again, get up on top. And that's why communication, I'm, I've always known it, but... You know, we're always, we all have our own lives and things that are going on in our lives and we all have families and we all have, well, not all of us, but sometimes we have certain people in our family who struggle more, there's more conflict, maybe they have a harder time expressing themselves in a healthy way, being able to talk, maybe instead it turns into yelling and screaming, which believe it or not also stimulates the nervous system. So in that moment you feel better, but then you have the guilt of like all that stuff you said and the way you yelled and screamed. And in any case, I'm really, really so aware now that, wow, the way we communicate, which is so connected to our emotional age, not just emotional intelligence, which many of you have learned about emotional intelligence is being able to really read the room, read the energy or the emotions of the person that you're 
with or around so that you can better adjust yourself in terms of getting your own needs met, but also emotional age, which is a term that I coined. I love that I coined that. Like, amazing that I get to be the founder of emotional age. And emotional age is really almost the energy or the emotion um, in the way that you're showing up in your relationships. And the way that I created emotional age is rather than giving it an age like you're a four-year-old or you're like an 80-year-old, um, I just boiled it down to three main archetypes, which is uh, for women, I would call it your daughter energy or your child archetype. It's if you're showing up in your relationships and as a child, and listen, when I say child, I mean all the way through to, you know, being a charmer and a manipulative narcissist that's at the top end of those archetypes. Being uh, a warrior is still in what I would call daughter energy. It's that part of you that's like, I know there's something better out there. I want it. I'll demand it. I'll, I will I will do what I've got to do to get what I want to get because I know it's out there. I just don't know how to get there. And I created a, a ton of, well, not a ton, but 11 different fun um, and sometimes ooh, triggering uh, emotional archetypes that help uh, people, women and men, because men have their sun energy, um, to recognize, wow, I'm really showing up in what I call my daughter energy. So it's like a younger more selfish, demanding version of us. And then we all have the, there's three of them. And the other one uh, is the opposite of child is parent. So we all have a parent archetype inside of us. And for women, I call that your mother energy. You're really showing up in all your relationships, maybe even with your partner as the mother. You are so selfless, so giving, so doing. I'll buy that for you. I'll give that to you. I'll do that for you. I'll cook that for you. I'll take care of you. Because parent archetypes, mother energy, have learned usually at a young age that being needed uh, is your safest bet. If people need you, they're not going to leave you. Um, and then when we can really get in touch with both those two parts of us and we start to see that there's this battle that often goes on within us um, that goes back and forth sort of like, I, I feel guilty that I just flipped out. So now I'm going to flip over to the opposite side and, and be in my mother energy and overgive and overdo and overtake care and maybe be, uh, you know, a little micromanager. Maybe you become a perfectionist. Maybe you're a martyr. Again, these are just fun archetypes that help us to understand different emotional ages, but they all fall, you know, into one side or the other. And really the transcendence or the healing that can happen is when we get to know these two opposing sides of us and we can almost start to say, when we're in a challenging situation, what would my daughter energy do? And we each have a different, we each have many versions of our daughter energy, but there's often a default one that we fall to. Like it might be your warrior. Like if 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 there's a challenging situation, warrior's gonna come out and boy, the words she can use and the way she can argue and fight. And then we have a default on our other side. And when we can get these two opposing sides to begin to make peace with each other and realize like my mother energy needs to take care of my daughter energy, not everyone else in the world. And my daughter energy, I need her to remind me that I'm important and I matter and my needs matter. And, sh and her being able to express that without mother energy going, stop it, stop being so difficult, stop doing that, stop being like that. When we can heal this sort of two opposing or a duality, we can almost effortlessly start to see 
what our woman energy would do or our adult archetype. For a man, I would say that's your man energy. That's when you're like really just showing up as your best self, your higher self, your wiser self, your more compassionate self. You're better at communicating. And that's what it boils back down to almost every relationship. And it's so frustrating. I know when you love someone so much and you are being misunderstood, maybe you're not communicating your real feelings. Uh, maybe you don't feel courageous or vulnerable to really tell the truth about how you feel. Um, and so this is a, it's a, it's a really interesting and a powerful, um, I'm going to say new practical psychology that when we can understand it and our master empowerment coaches are becoming experts in this and really understanding this sort of triad of personalities that we each have a mother, a daughter and a woman and for men, a father, a son and a man. Um, and when we can really start to learn how to dialogue and I do it on a journal, it's much easier back and forth between these different parts, we almost start to feel at peace within ourselves and I don't think we can create peace in our relationships until we have peace in our own hearts in our own selves in our own brain in our body that's the body mind soul connection so anyways I just gave you a 15 minute blah 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 because that's how crystal can talk um, but I would love to be able to coach you today no matter what's going on you don't have to overthink it you don't need to worry too much you don't even need to worry you just need to show up and, and be there and, and let me help support you, talk it out, um, and let's get you feeling better. So I'm going to go to the phone lines, and I see the first name is Jen, and I'm going to unmute your line. You don't have to do anything. And how are you doing, Jen? Are you there? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Oh, great. Thanks. I'm really good. How are you doing? I'm good, too. I'm good. What's going on for you? Uh, well, I've been part of SWAT, taking the, the Master Empowerment Coach for, uh, I started it probably close to 10 years ago, took a big break in the middle and then came back to it. And I'm pretty much finished Yay. the old program now. I'm just kind of putting the finishing touches on setting up my business. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I, I'm really at a, a block and I've really allowed it to take more time than I probably should with deciding, you know, the name of my business, how to set up a web page and my target market. And I over, since I've been working on the course for so long, I, I kind of get it set and then time passes and my intentions change as I go through my journey of life. Yeah. Um, so I've revamped it a couple of times, yeah. but I seem to not be, just kind of putting that that final okay on a plan and releasing it yeah. to the world. So, Jen, here's one thing I would say, and I would say it to any one of our students, um, some who blasted through really fast and some who have taken time. You know, this may sound, oh, I hope it doesn't sound, but like everything is arriving in perfect timing. And mm -hmm. there's a reason why you weren't ready before. There is a reason why, and rather than overthink it and get out that metaphorical whip and lash yourself for, you know, taking more time than you should have. Whenever I hear that should, you know, that's like stop shooting on yourself. 
Um, and you, but you also used the word, I allowed it to take more time. So you were in an allowing energy. You weren't being really mean and harsh on yourself. You allowed it to unfold at the pace. And you know what? Maybe you were meant to not finish it up until this year when now you can be part of the live, new, revised, revamped Mac, and you can listen to more of those calls and, and, you know, get a fresher new outlook and, and, you know, we're, we're going to be talking about over the course of this whole year, which you are more than welcome to attend any of the live classes. Um, and you can always, if you wanted to like duck in and, you know, be a part of like, we can always work with all that out for you. Like you're always here and we got you. So I would say that, yes, your intentions have changed. That's another word you use. You said my intensive intentions have changed <laughs> and, you know, I've just not been finalizing things, you know, in business, it's very much like in life. Clarity is queen, meaning that if you don't have clarity, and I mean clear, clear, clear intentions, you you will get muffled up. You will get, it will get, you, you get sidetracked because there's not clarity around the goal and clarity around the dream. So I would say there's a reason this hasn't unfolded yet for you because you weren't 100% sure and, and you weren't ready. You weren't ready. If you were ready, you would have done it. Right. And there must have been things going on in your own life, your personal life, that was maybe, you know, I, I, my, I don't have a filter. And this just popped into my head. I remember when I first <laughs> wrote my first book, I was still married to my first husband at the time. The kids were really little, like we're talking babies. And I, I really thought it was that I was going to help all these women lose weight. And the truth is, it wasn't about losing weight. It's that I wanted to help women feel great. And, and that's what I wanted. So in any case, I knew though, that I didn't feel like, I didn't feel like I was on really solid ground in my marriage. And I didn't know that, but I'd already written the book because it was, I got pregnant, gained a lot of weight, then had another baby within a year, two years, gained a more weight. And then my journal was, was really this unfolding of me losing weight and, and like, wow, the lights were turning on and I was like, the world is waking up to me, or maybe I was waking up to the world. There were things going on, but something in me knew, I don't think it's time for me to publish this book yet. And I realize now looking back was because I didn't want to put that, that old surname on my first book. I, I needed it to be my name. And I didn't realize it until, till years later, we separated and I was finally ready to launch my book that there was a reason there was stuff I had to work through that I wasn't ready to launch that and be on stages and really talk my truth and walk my truth and live my truth. So, you know, in a way it, it worked out because I think I would have, I don't know. In any case, I think things work out. So there's stuff that you're going through, <laughs> raising kids, all of the stuff that you were going through that, um, I think now is time to start to ask yourself, like, Jen, if you could wave a magic wand, you couldn't fail. You wouldn't fail. The universe was 100% behind you. If you could wave a magic wand, what is it that you would want to do, teach, be, become, experience? Tell me some of those things that just pop up without overthinking it. Because we don't, we don't need to get into the fear of like, but how would you do it? Let's just first think, <laughs> what would you do if you could? Um, well, what would I, I'm already doing a lot of it. So, um, there you, are. There you go. So what are you talking about? Yeah. Wait a second. What are you talking about? I'm already doing it. So 
What are you doing that you love? Yeah. What parts of it well, do you love? Yeah, I every job I've ever had in my own, I have my dog training company. I've always been a teacher and a coach. And with going through SWAT, a lot of my reasoning for um, getting a coaching certification was to help uh, the people that I'm doing dog training with. Okay. Because I go in to help them with their dog, and I'm like, oh, it's not the dogs that need help. Yeah, it's never the dogs, <laughs> it's is it? It's, it's never yeah, the dogs. Yeah, they're just a, a symptom <laughs> of what's going on. So. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I feel that I, way with I mean, children. I, when I when I talk to I, parents and they're like, and the kids are blah blah and I want I feel like, oh, you don't realize your kids and your kid is the manifestation of this relationship right now. But okay, yeah. so you love the dog training and you thought the coaching would really help um you to be more empowered in coaching the dog owners. Yeah, and I and I absolutely am and I love doing it. And I was setting up my business now, it's um you know, do I let dog training go and just do women's coaching, which I'm also really, really loving? Yeah. Um, do I try to make both into one business? Yeah. Do I keep two separate businesses? Yeah. So I guess if I could wave a magic wand, I would have sort of everything combined in one company. I would have, um, I guess, just different services that it's kind of coaching for people and animals. Yeah, there it is. It's brilliant. Um, yeah. Yeah. Coaching for people's and, and I, you know how I would, I would just, and this is like, I'm just winging it right now. I haven't given deep thought because we're just, just opening <laughs> this up, but my brain instantly is like, so you've got this dog training company. How long have you been successfully working that business? Um, oh, probably 20 years. Okay. That's what you know. That's what you're amazing at. I honestly think yeah. it would be a mistake to shut that down if you love it. Like if you mm -hmm. if you love still doing the dog training but you want to get more into the people part, I would yeah. I would figure out a way that I would make some kind of really cute mission statement or really sassy tagline that's a that's still around the way you just the way you said it with that little laugh is your laugh of truth which was something around, you know, I do I have the dog training, but I really would love to be coaching more of the dog owners because really, and then you had a little laugh, like it's really not about the dog. It's always about the, the, the owners. So <laughs> I would come up with something really, and we can work on that together and we can work on it in our private SWAT forum, our, our Facebook group. But yeah, I would start- Yeah, that's exactly where I'm stuck. Yeah, I would, I would work on- Listen, there's a website. I can't think of it right off the top of my head, but I'm going to give it to you um, in the Facebook group. Oh, what is the name of it? It's like a, it's designed to be, to help people figure out, well, you know what? I have another one too. Not that you need to go into this one. Let me just see it. Wait. Oh, you know what? I, I can't think of the name of it right on the top of my head, but what it does is you pop in like dog training, uh, empowerment coaching. You pop in a couple of different uh, names and it starts popping out taglines for you. It'll start popping out. And I've like, I put in one, let me show, let me just do this for you just because it's, it's right here. Sure. And I have my, wait, why is that? What's that? Hold on. Let me do my screenshots. Okay. So let me give you an example. I popped in uh, into this site. Oh, here, what's the name of the site? Okay. I'll give it to you. So I popped in, um, emotional age, just what I was just talking about. And, uh -huh. and I wanted to just get some catchy headlines. So I put in emotional age, I put in, um, 
uh, SWAT Institute. I put in coaching and it started popping out headlines for me, like the importance of knowing your emotional age. Five quick ways to tell if you have a high emotional age. Emotional age, what your emotional age reveals about your life. What is the emotional age of a CEO? How to manage emotions may make all the difference to your success. Let me give one another one. Um, emotional age, how you can tell if you're mentally young or old, how to be a confident leader, the science behind emotional age, how does emotional age impact your life, six signs you're emotionally immature, how to measure your emotional age and grow your self-awareness. My point is, I just did that and that, that popped it up for me in 10 seconds. So yeah. okay. you've got to, don't get scared because there's so many tools out there that we could start to pop in like dog training, uh, coaching, coaching owners. And I think you could come up with something that's really fun. That's like, it's around the dog, but really explain that like dogs, it's never about the dog. It's always about the owners, the masters. It's the same with children. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want to do a blanket statement. Like, I guess there's the odd dog that's been wired wrong. Like, I don't know if that's true. People yeah. will say that, yeah. like sometimes that dog's just wired wrong. Um, and I think there's sometimes, and not to blame all parents, because they're serial killers that came from really amazing, loving parents. So I'm not yeah. trying to say yeah. everything is about, it's your parents' fault. Um, and it doesn't also mean that if you're amazing and you're really successful and well-adjusted that your parents did a great job. You might, and just like there's dogs that are just great dogs. Like I had a golden retriever that I was always like, I am the best owner. I'm the best dog master in the whole <laughs> world. But truthfully, I think that dog would have been amazing for anybody. Um, so, you know, um, in any case, what I would do is I think I would combine something that's playful and, but very, I can see it. I literally can see, I can see the opening panel of uh, a dog playing with a family and, and maybe there's like, or maybe, and maybe some different cause pictures say a thousand words and maybe there's yeah. a woman walking alone along a long path with her dog. Maybe there's a couple, maybe there's, and, but keep it around women and families in the images and uh -huh. then start to connect it to like empowerment coaching. Like there's a way to, I absolutely say a way of connecting this and that sometimes when your dog is struggling, you think your dog is struggling. We really need to have some conversations about where you're at. Like I'm the first to say it. I, when I got these three little dogs and now we're down to two little miracle passed last month. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. I'm the first, I, I, I'm the first one to finally like just admit it and say, I created crazy little dogs. Here's why I created crazy <laughs> little dogs. They're amazing to me. They're amazing in my house. But when they, when I first got them, they were, they were so little and we live out in the country and there would be like the big farm dog off leash that would come racing 700 miles an hour straight at us. And I would scoop my dogs up like a scared mama. And I'd be like, get back. And I'd yell at that big dog, like, stop. And I create, I'm certain I created an energy where my dogs think they have to take, protect me. Like, I'm so scared that they, yeah. when someone comes running, when someone comes towards us, my dogs start barking just like, wah, 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 wah. and then I'm like, I'm sorry, babe, my dogs are crazy. But the truth is I'm crazy. So I think that, yeah. but, but what that connected to was a time in my life that I really, all the trauma of my childhood, my teenage lives, a lot of the trauma was coming up for me. And the truth is I was scared to go for walks alone. I was scared. 
to go for walks alone. So if you as a a brilliant master empowerment coach could point that out and say, let's dig deeper into what's going on with you. Let's, let's not focus on the dog right now. Let's get you feeling really empowered. Let's talk about your trauma. Let's deal with what's happening. That's, that's making this dog feel like it needs to protect you instead of it realizing you're, you're the boss, you're in charge. So Jen, I think it's brilliant. I think that timing was everything. And I think there's a way and I would love to support you. And let's talk about it in the mm-hmm. Facebook group. But I definitely think you're onto something. And I think that um, that you didn't finalize yeah. it yet because you hadn't quite nailed it. Let me also ask you this. I don't know oh, why I I'm thinking this, but did you also do the gentle trauma release? I don't know if you did or not. Yes. Um, I haven't. It's on my list, but I want to get my SWAT stuff. Yeah, done and I'm not saying you should. So we, we're we're doing yeah. a ton of trauma uh, support in our new Mac, so you can listen on that. But I just I don't know why I just had this weird yeah. feeling, and I'm not saying you need to do that. I'm just saying that I think yeah, you have it's on my radar. Yeah, there you go. So I think you have such an understanding around the body. I know you're a vegetarian, maybe even vegan. I think you have a deep love. Yeah. I think you resonate in a really high energy. I, I truly think you, and like when I look at the map of consciousness, I think you resonate really high in your emotions and your energy and you really exude love. So I think it was time for you to like just work all that stuff out. And I'm, you know, and it's really important that as you talk about your business and you wave that magic wand, you don't let yourself fall down into fear like or guilt or like, why did I let it go so long or or any embarrassment, or it was, it was perfect divine timing. No, I, I really don't. I really agree with you. Like, I, I really feel everything played out just as it was meant to, and I took that break because I felt it was right, and yeah. I had some things I needed to learn, and I definitely did, and I'm just feeling ready to, to do yeah. this now, and I just need help connecting some dots. Yeah. And well, listen, you make sure, to yeah. set, if you can, set your alarm so that Tuesdays, 12 Eastern would be, I'm not sure if that's 10 a.m. your time, um, yeah. but, you know, set your alarm, get on the calls live, because I'm, we are just beginning, you're at the right stage, you didn't need to do the first three months, you've already done all the impairment coaching part of the lower levels of consciousness, we're now diving into, like, mm-hmm. clarity around your brand, how to build that landing yeah. page, because right now, all you really need is a landing page, you don't need a website yet. Like a website can come, mm-hmm. but just starting to get clarity around what's that name going to be of your business. Let's get the right URL. Um, and I think it should be something I don't like on the top of my head. It's like, um, what, what, what name do you have? Excuse me right now that you're using right now. So my last name is man. Yep. So the company is called man's BFF. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love yeah, it. That's my current one. Yeah, but that's really cute. Like you already have a play on words. Yeah. That's really cute. So man's BFF. Yeah. So it could be dog training, empowerment coaching, or you could even do a W woman's like W O, like a little small O yeah. W O. And yeah, then, that was on my that's on my list. Too. Like I could really see you doing a www dot W O in in your logo. Make the W and the O small. And then M A N N all capitals, and then your BFF or I don't know how I do it exactly, but woman's BFF, and that could be for men. But you're really including women into this and doing a play on words with your name, and um, and pulling it into yeah. to so it's woman's BFF, 
And so you're turning That's this now exactly into exactly what I have on my page, I but I didn't do. have confidence in. I love it. Okay, so I would do woman's BFF, and it's empowerment coaching for women and their dogs, women and their families. You're really not that you're not going to work with men, but you you're really your really ideal target client is a woman. She doesn't have to have a dog because then you could be her BFF. Like it could be woman's BFF. Whether it's you, you need dog training, whether you need empowerment coaching for yourself. I think it's I think it's a really yeah. great play on words and I think it's a great URL if you can grab it. Yeah, per okay, perfect. I just needed to talk that out and make sense of it in my head. So I really like that now. Thank you. Yeah, I really like that. And then, you know, I think have the opening a really fun header and like a header of a woman and a dog, just a woman and a dog. And mm -hmm. and then you can have a right underneath it like, hey, I'm Jen Mann. And um, I've worked with families and dog owners for over 20 years. And something I've come to realize is that it's very rarely about the dog and more often about the dog owner. Um, as a master empowerment coach, I've spent 10 plus years working exclusively with women and understanding the, the, the deep relationship we have with ourselves and the relationship we have with our dogs. And, you know, I don't know, that's just just popped out of me. Yeah. So, and I would say like, yeah. whether you need coaching for your dog or for yourself or for both of you, I'd love to meet you. We can go for a walk. You can do it either online or if you're in the area, we can take our dogs and I, you know, I don't know, Jen, but I think yeah. that you have something really unique and beautiful. That's a unique selling proposition and that sets you apart. So I think it would be a travesty to leave the dog part behind and only do yeah. women. I think this is a special niche and you'll find your women who the truth is you're a dog lover and your unique clients would be dog lovers. Yes, true. Right? Like imagine true. if you're coaching a woman, yeah. she was like, ew, I hate dogs. Ew, don't slap <laughs> on me. Ew, get off me. You'd just be like, I don't like you and I don't even want to coach you. <laughs> so, yeah. right? So I think that you've got a unique selling proposition there. I think you could make a one pager. And I think on that one pager, I'd keep it so simple. And I'd just say, you know, if you want to, I'd, I'd have an opt-in box, an, a name and an email, have them opt in for some type of, you know, something special that helps them understand this beautiful relationship between woman and man. Forget man and dog, woman and dog, not woman and man, woman and dog. Like make it all about women. Dogs are women's best friends. It's not just man's best friend, yeah. it's woman's best friend. Yeah. And, yeah, and always for the last 20 years, I would say 95% of my clients are all women. Yes, yeah, so you're perfect. And so it's always been that way. And listen, don't try to appeal to the men then. Like, a lot, I don't know if yeah. this is like wrong of me to say, but I feel like men think they know everything. <laughs> I think, I feel like men <laughs> think they know a dog and they would just automatically know how to be the master. Um, whereas I think women can yeah. sometimes be more unsure, may, maybe like, you know, and like, how do we make sure that we empower ourselves so that our dog doesn't think it needs to be, take care of us so that we, right. and that will carry over. When your dog starts trusting you, that's a good sign that you're trusting yourself. I think you could do some beautiful mm -hmm. messaging on that page. And I think you'd, I think you'd nail your ideal client right away. Yeah. You know, I think I've just, I've been overcomplicating it. Yep. And this was the original goal. And I added so much in my brain. I need to just 
yeah, take clarity. those layers away and come back to my own original intention. Yes, and yes. Yeah. Listen, there's a Hearing you say it all, a confused yeah, mind. A confused mind never buys. So I'm going to tell you really quick. There was yeah. a study done in the year 2000. I forget the name. Sheena Eagler. I forget their name, so I'll mess it up. There's a study done, and I'm just going to tell you really quick. This is how simple the study was. They put six gourmet jams on a display in a in a fancy grocery store, and they did taste testing. So people could take a test of any one of the six jams. They gave them a dollar off coupon to purchase that day, and sales were made. Then they did exactly the same thing, but they put 24 gourmet jams and allowed people to taste test, gave them a dollar off, and sales were made that day. People were 90% more likely to purchase with six options. A confused mm -hmm. mind never buys. So when there's yeah. 24, now I also make a joke, like they probably tested all 24 and their stomach was sick from the sugar. And then they were like, I yeah. never, I never want to eat jam again. Whereas with it's, the, overwhelmed. it's overwhelming. So if you're overwhelmed, your clients are overwhelmed. If you're right. overwhelmed, your dog is overwhelmed. Uh -huh. Right. So a clear mind. So the clearer that you get on what you're, and you don't need to be a jack of all trades and a master to none. Be a master coach for women, whether they're women and their dogs or just women. But that's a beautiful tie-in because you're not just saying your dog is your best friend. You're saying, I can be too. And listen, you're not a therapist. You're allowed to be friends. You're allowed to create beautiful, soulful. I have incredible relationships with my students and clients. I'm not saying we go and hang out. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying I think a lot of them, I had a coaching call yesterday and I hadn't talked to my client in two months. And when she heard my voice, she started crying. And I was like, what's wrong? She's yeah. like, I don't know. I don't know. I just love your voice. <laughs> and, you know, these, these, these are really beautiful, deep relationships that we make. And I think I would just go with the woman, BFF. I think it's brilliant. I hope nobody's gotten it. Go buy it right now in case anyone's listening. We don't want them to steal it. Um, yeah, and I will. scoop that up and let's get moving on it and start showing up on the Tuesday calls if you can at 10 a.m. And yeah, you're, in the, you're in the perfect spot right now for how we're moving forward because you do have clarity. Just keep it clear. Keep it simple. Yeah. Less is more. Okay. And just have a yeah. little opt-in box near the top of your page that says something like, uh, let me help explain how or like understand how our dog is always an expression of like, I'm not trying to say dogs don't have their own personalities, but you and I both know it's, it's, it's a lot about their masters. Yeah. Yes. And I need you to come and train. Always... I need you to come and train me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would be thrilled to. <laughs> yeah. Because my dogs are still like, <laughs> I'm always like, sorry, embarrassed. So embarrassing. I yell like across the street and I'm learning to like now that when I see a dog coming at us, to just try to act normal and not act like I try not to let yeah. them think anything in my demeanor or energy has shifted. And I usually like call out before the dogs start barking. Hi, how are you? And then they'll yell, hi, how are you? And then I have a much yeah. better chance of the dogs just walking alongside me and staying calm. But I had to learn that. And it was an absolute reflection of the fear that I felt that some dog was going to bite my dog. And I just wanted to protect my dogs. And I turned them into the crazy little yappy dogs. Yeah, and I've been through that with my dog, too. And, my, I mean, I always say to everyone, your dog is your mirror. And I say, and I 
you know, take that with a grain of salt because I have a crazy dog. Yeah. So I fully accept. And I've had really calm dogs. I've had a calm dog and a crazy dog, but they're a mirror of the two aspects of our personality. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you're onto it. You're brilliant. You've got this. Let's do this. Let's help you build this out and just log into the live calls. And we're literally going to walk you through this every step of the way over the coming months. Okay. Awesome. Everything you said earlier and now is perfect for me today. I'm glad I was here. I'm so glad you are too. Thank you. Thanks, Jen. I'm going to move on. I see Sarah. I'm going to do a mute. Sarah, you don't have to do anything. Let me unmute your line. Hey, Sarah, how are you? It's Crystal. What's going on? Are you there? Sarah, I've muted your line. Um, maybe you muted it. Maybe unmute your line yourself. Sarah, Sarah, Sarah. No, no, no. Okay, Sarah, where are you? What's going on, girl? What's happening, Sarah? Let me mute. Let's see what's going on. Sarah, I'm unmuting one more time and then we might have to move on. I'm lucky I have a third person because I'd be like, oh shit, I just cut Jen off and I can't even hear Sarah. Sarah, can you hear me? Why don't you dial back in? Why don't you hang up and dial back in really fast if you're still on the line and wanting to coach because you're not coming through. Oh dear, dear. I hate to have to do this, Sarah, because your hand has been up for 40 minutes, but I think I got to move on. Um, Hey, Ellen. I know this is, hey, Ellen, Ellen, how are you, darling? I'm great. How are you? I'm great, too. What's going on for you? Well, I just thought I'd pop in today and say hello. Hello. How are you? (laughs) And I'm uh, working on my course. Yep. Yep. Plugging along. Yep. How are you finding it? How are you feeling? Um, well, there's some things in it that are, I don't know if it's triggering me or anything. It's, it's just stalling me. Okay. What are the things that are stalling you? you Um, what topics, what are the stuff that you find? Like when it does come up that you find yourself just feeling like, Ooh, I don't feel like doing that one right now. I'm going to pass that and come back to it. (laughs) Cause you know, you can do Excuse me, you can do that, Ellen. Yeah. Like, you can do, just pass certain t- lessons if you feel like, oh, I just don't have my head around that one right now. Move on and come back to it. Yeah. No, I, it's the one, actually, um, oh, week six, and I think it's lesson four, and it's talking about uh, something that triggers you and somebody. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a good one. Okay, yeah. let's do it, Ellen. Let's do it. We're gonna do it together. Are you ready? We're, you're, I'm not okay. gonna. I'm not gonna let you do this alone by yourself. Let's do it. Okay, I'm flipping my page. We got a nice new fresh page for Ellen. Ellen, tell me that just the first name of the person who triggers you. They will never listen to this. They'll never know. They don't know. Oh no, they'll never listen to this. Yeah. Um, Donna. Donna. Yeah. D O N N A. Yeah. I got a Donna in my life too. Tell me what it is about Donna that triggers you or that you just find whatever it is, whatever the, what is it about her? Um, she's a bitch. Bitch. Um, she is a bitch. 
And what's a bitch? Tell me things that make her a bitch. What are some of the things that make her a bitch? Well, uh, basically, it's she knows it all. A know it she's all. She's done it all. Know it all. Yep. Know it all. Um, and she's master of it all. You yep. know. Um, and. And not only does she know it all, does she tell you that you don't know it all? No, she doesn't really say it, but she makes me feel like it. Okay, and it makes you know, me feel, I, tell me that. So Donna, yeah, she's a makes, know it, it all. It makes me feel like makes, I'm insignificant. Right, okay. Or that, um, yeah, I'm just not up to her level. So she's like, um, oh, what's the word? Sort of like she thinks she's better than you? Oh, yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what's the word for that when someone is like they're almost condescending? Is yeah, patronizing, condescending. Patronizing, yeah, patronizing, condescending, judgmental. judgmental. <laughs> yeah, okay, great. So we got this. She's like, yeah, I totally got that that personality. So and it makes me feel insignificant. It makes me feel. Yeah. Tell me some more of the ways that it makes you feel when you're around her. Um, I feel on edge. Yeah, I feel that I'm. I have to be wary of what I say around her. Yes. Yeah. You're, uh, not, you're not comfortable. You you feel uncomfortable. You feel like you have to really tailor yourself, filter yourself, make sure that you say things a certain way so that you don't. Yeah. Yeah. When you were growing up, I when do. you were little. When you were little and you were growing up, was there someone yeah. in your life, whether it was your mom or your dad, or maybe it was an uncle or an aunt or a grandparent, a brother, a sibling, somebody in your life who was a know-it-all, someone in your life who just had this way of just was a bit judgmental or condescending, and it might not have even been towards you, but it might have been like your mother, it might have been someone towards your mother, and your mother was always like, she's just a know-it-all, or can you think of someone when you go back to being a kid? Yeah, my sister. Okay, great. Perfect. So when you were little, is your sister older or younger than you? Older. Yep. Okay. So you had this older sister that was a know-it-all, that thought she was better than you, that you felt judged by, and it bothered you. And you made a decision. I want you to try to think around. You made a decision at a certain age, Ellen, that you were like, I never want to be like that. I never want to be, I don't want people to feel like, less than me. I don't want people to feel judged by me. I, you made a decision to take a part of yourself and just sort of tuck her away. Do you remember? Yeah. Do you remember around the time that you made a decision that being that like, I'm better than you, I'm a know-it-all. It almost makes me feel like, you know, when we do emotional age work, it's the ruler sort of like yep, that person that's what I wrote down the ruler. Yes. That's what comes up for me. So it's that, that ruler personality. That's like, I'm the queen. I'm own the land. I'm the smartest. I'm the richest. I'm the best. You're a peasant. Like that's the, sometimes yeah. the ruler can be like, yeah. just listen to what I'm telling you to do. Um, I know yeah. that's the ruler. So let's, let's, when did you make the decision that you didn't want to be in mother energy or you didn't want to be that ruling type of judgmental know-it-all? Oh, wow. Um, I was probably quite young. Yeah. Uh, we never got along, so yeah. Um, it could have—I <laughs> mean, it could have been I was 
very little. I don't know exact age. Yeah, that's okay then. But you know that this has been a type of personality from a young age that you made uh, maybe an unconscious commitment or an unconscious decision. I don't ever want to be that kind of person. So you took a part of yourself. This is what we talk about when we say like, when people be, you know, I remember when I heard Jane Fonda the first time say, we're not meant to be perfect. We're meant to be whole. And I remember yeah. thinking, people don't know what that means, though. What does it mean to be whole? And what I take it as is like we all take parts of our personality, parts of our humanity, parts of humanity. And we say to ourselves, and usually in our little childlike minds, we say, I never want to be like that. So we take a part of our personality. And I, you know, you've heard me say this. And we we buried in the basement. We literally imagine you have a house, you chain them to the wall in the basement. You say, you ruler are never getting out. I never want you to get out and run my life because this is a very embarrassing, unacceptable way to be in the world like my sister. I never want to be like my sister. So you take that part of you that's like your sister and you bury her down in your basement. Or really what I say is, it's like you fragmented her off. Like you almost took her and put her in a ice cube tray and put her in the freezer. Like you are over yeah. there. You're not yeah. part of me anymore. I don't want you anymore. But uh, let's imagine for a minute that there are times in your life. And have you ever remembered ever her coming out? Like every so often, has she ever busted out of the basement and all of a sudden shown up in one of your relationships and and you caught her? Like maybe it was when you were a teenager, maybe when you were younger, maybe it's been a long time. Maybe when you were, you know, in the labor union. Was there ever a time that you caught yourself being bitchy and you realized, yeah. oh my God, I don't like who I am right now? Yeah, I have. Okay, I have. Let's, let's try to think of one of those specific times. Tell me about one of the times that you felt um, it and just thought, oh my God, I'm embarrassed of how I'm acting right now. I'm like acting like my sister. Um, trying to think of the time exactly. Well, I guess. Yeah, Have you ever I been that way with your time. kids? Have you ever been that way with someone at work? Have you ever been that way with a partner where you think to yourself, yeah. oh, my God, I'm being a know-it-all? Yes, I have. Yeah. And can you can you tell me how you felt? Um, I felt bad. Like, I, I felt... Uh, Well, I felt bad, but I, in another way, I felt empowered, too. Yeah, there's your little laugh of truth. So, yeah. Alan, do you see, though, why we've talked about this sometimes in our class when I say, I can huh? see how you buried part of your mother energy, and I, and you never, we never know why. Like, sometimes people say, but why? Why did I do that? Well, there could be a million reasons. We don't always know why certain personalities trigger us, but... Um, for you, you made a decision like, I feel really bad. I mean, I feel really empowered in the moment because that's what sometimes happens. Like whoosh, we get this whoosh of energy where then all of a sudden that opposing part of us steps in and goes, wait, wait, no, that wasn't good. Put her back down there in the basement, keep her down there. And can you yeah. see how being the ruler, you just said it, how, how be, the ruler has, does have value? Like, do you see that you, you know, that, that sometimes when she comes out that you go, wait, there is sometimes a time and place for me to to step up for myself and and 
and know know it all. But there's times where it's important to allow that part of me to protect me. Can you see that? How if you yeah. bury her completely, there's sometimes in your life that you haven't protected yourself. Oh, I'm I'm not sure of it. <laughs> there's another laugh of truth. See, when we bury these parts of us, like we're meant to have a ruler, not to run the show. But for if someone's trying to come in and hurt you or, you know, demean you or make you feel insignificant, there is a part of you that that queen, that ruler is supposed to rise up in her dignity and say, no, no, you don't treat me that way. No, that's unacceptable. Just like a dignified queen. So, yeah. so you buried that part of yourself and tell me how you've overcompensated to not be like that. Tell me the ways you've overcompensated and maybe ways that it's hurt you because you've not been been fierce enough for yourself I think those times when I've overcompensated for that is I've been more you know amiable I've been more yeah. people uh, pleaser giving and saying okay yeah. you know I, I'll do that for you or um, you know, maybe this time we'll do it your way. Yeah. You know, that kind of a thing. And do you see how overcompensating to not be that, how that's hurt you too? Yeah, I do. Because those are probably times that I should have stood my ground and yeah. said no. Yeah. And but in a, in a nice way, I didn't, you know, wouldn't have to be doing it the bitchy way <laughs> yeah yeah but you know what there is a time and place to be a bitch oh there is yes that's true like there is. i know that sounds awful and my enlightened self doesn't want to say that but listen if someone's coming at me and i'm feeling like i'm about to be attacked and i need to like pull out my 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 ruler and i'm gonna be like I'm going to smack them down and put them in their place. Like, I, I know that sounds not, does not sound enlightened. I get that. But what happens is when we bury parts of ourselves or we disown parts of our personality, people like that will have to keep showing up. To, just like Jen said, your dog is your mirror. People are your mirrors. They mirror back to you what you've, what you've buried and they've married back to you parts of yourself that are like, the parts of you that you love. Like when people are like, oh my God, I just love you, Ellen, and I love this, and I love that. They're mirroring back to you parts of you that are so lovable. But those people that trigger us are mirroring back to us parts of ourselves we've disowned. And until we yeah. own it again and bring it back into our consciousness and bring it back into the wholeness of who we are, we're going to keep getting triggered by bitches. Yeah. We're going to keep I having bitchy people that show up that show us how we're so uncomfortable with our own inner bitch. Yeah. So, Ellen, here's your exercise. You're going to do this, and you're not going to stop until I tell you to stop. I'm just like okay. my sister. I'm just like my sister. I'm just like my sister. I'm just like my sister. I want you to say it. All right. I'm just like my sister. 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 How does that feel? 
uh, I don't know. I'd say it almost feels inauthentic. Yeah, yeah. And so there should be something that clicks. Did it feel uncomfortable at first when you first started saying, I'm just like my sister? Did it feel? Yes. Okay. So what you want to do is you want to keep, I know this seems almost like um, backwards to like positive affirmations, but it's like, I am a patronizing, condescending, judgmental, know-it-all. Let's try that one on. I'm a patronizing, oh. condescending, <laughs> judgmental, know-it-all. I'm a patronizing, judgmental, condescending, know-it-all. Say it again. I'm a patronizing, condescending, judgmental, know-it-all. Let's do it five more times. I'm a... Oh, can't remember what I'm a judgmental know-it-all. I am judgmental. Okay. I am judgmental. I'm a know-it-all. I'm a judgmental 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 know-it-all. Can I tell I'm you that my throat has a little lump in it hearing you say that? <clears throat> yeah. What does it make your throat feel like? Tight. Yeah. This is the power of this work. You want to keep doing that until something in you goes, oh, for fuck's sakes, I'm a judgmental know-it-all too. I can be a fucking judgmental know-it-all. Oh, wow, get on with it. Let's get on with it. Like... The freedom comes from saying it enough times that sometimes it means we start to cry. Sometimes we have a breakthrough and we feel angry. Sometimes we have a breakthrough and we feel like, this is bullshit, I shouldn't keep saying this. It's, it's not authentic. And then we finally have some breakthrough where, Ellen, I've done this myself, where I'm like, I am a demanding, difficult bitch. I'm a demanding, difficult bitch. I'm a de demanding, difficult, controlling bitch. I'm a demanding, difficult, controlling bitch. And it hurts. My throat actually starts to feel tight. And then you have to just keep pushing through it until something in your consciousness breaks through and says, I'm not a dumb, I'm not, but I could be, and I can be, and it's not the worst thing in the world to be, and I don't need to keep attracting condescending know-it-all bitches into my life who make me feel insignificant. Yeah. So let's do it again until, let's, let's do it five more times. I am a judgmental know-it-all. I'm 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 a judgmental know-it-all. And you know what, Alan? There is a time and place in life where it's okay to be a know-it-all. There are times. Like, someone's going to start telling me something about something that I absolutely know for certain. Then in mm -hmm. my little brain, I can say, I know what I'm talking about, and you're not going to punk me. In my brain, I don't have to get mad at you. I don't have to. Or if I come up against someone that's try, that's being judgmental and a know-it-all, when we can make peace with these parts of ourselves, parts of our own humanity, we don't have to be so triggered. It's not like we want to be around judgmental know-it-alls. It's not like, oh, yeah, come on, everybody that's judgmental and a know-it-all, come hang out with me because I'm so at peace with that. But it does mean it's not so triggering. And then you can start to see, like, can you consider the possibility of forgiving your sister for being such a judgmental know-it-all. Yes, and I have. Yeah, so we start to realize, like, Donna, can we forgive Donna for being a judgmental know-it-all? Um, can you try to consider the possibility of, of at least realizing 
you know, Donna is just a judgmental know-it-all. And I've been a judgmental know-it-all at times in my life. And I don't need to take it on and feel it's personal. It's not about me. Because the way Donna treats you isn't about you, Ellen. No. It's about her. Yeah. It's about her own insecurities. Uh, I know that I I have... um, When she's done anything like that, I have snapped back. Yep. And been a bitch too. Yep. I, I, I snapped right back at her and, uh, it hurt her feelings. Yeah. And I apologize actually for hurting her feelings, but I didn't apologize for what I said. Yeah. I think this is an opportunity for you to do some healing around your own bitch. I'm a bitch. I'm a bitch. I'm a bitch. I can be a bitch. I'm a bitch. I can be a bitch. I can be a bitch too. I can be a bitch too. I'm a bitch. 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 I'm bitchy, bitchy, bitch, bitch, bitch. Like Alan, make peace with it so that your bitch has a rightful place at your dining room table. Yes. And if you've got her, part of your troops. Uh, you are not going to allow anyone to be bitchy. It's not that you won't allow it. It's that you won't be so triggered by it. When you really make peace with the part of you that's a bitch, you'll realize, oh, Donna's emotional archetype, the one she's most comfortable showing the world, is a bitch. Because there's something underneath there that she's afraid to be kind and loving. Because somewhere in her life, someone was too soft and too gentle and too loving. And for some reason, that triggered her. And Donna made the decision that being bitchy was a safer way of showing up in the world. Probably. Yeah. yeah. So then you can almost like not not say, oh, yeah, come be bitchy to me. But you can not take it so personally. And you can realize this really hurt. Her bitch is her dominant emotional archetype. Like yeah. Yeah. that's who she's chosen to run the show. Because on some level, when she was growing up, she learned that that's probably the safest way to be in life. And yeah, probably. And we've yeah. all we've all we've all been bitchy at times and we all could be bitchy at times, but you don't have to let Donna's bitchiness trigger you. The more that you make peace with your own inner bitch and you can almost have a laugh at it and be like, "I am a fucking bitch too." <laughs> Like, instead of feeling so ashamed for being bitchy know-it-all, patronizing, condescending, and judgmental, you can realize these are just aspects of humanity, and they're not, they're not any worse than really feeling insignificant. They're just different ways that we choose as mere, fragile human beings to keep us safe. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I think part of it, too, is I've worked so hard to not be those things. Yes, of course. And you've worked so hard to be significant. You've worked so right. hard and you're working so hard to be empowered and you're working so hard to feel good about yourself and know what you're talking about. And you don't want right. to be around someone that's challenging you right now in your own confidence. Yeah, because that's something I'm building. Right. And uh, I'm getting better at it. Yes. Yeah. You yay. know, and I know, yes, there are times I can be a bitch and I can be cold-hearted and I can be a lot of things. Yeah, that allows but us to say... Like <laughs> yeah, and it allows you to be like, that's not who I am, but I've been that way too. 
And yeah. the more that we make peace with these disowned, almost like I'm going to bring that back into my heart again. I'm going to bring these parts of me that I've felt ashamed of. I felt embarrassed of. I've, I don't want anyone to know I could be. I need to bring these parts back into the wholeness of who I am because it's easy to love ourselves when we're amazing and we're kind and we're empowered and we're loving. It's really hard to love ourselves when we're bitchy and we've done something yeah. to hurt someone else and we've, we've been a know-it-all or we've been mean. Then the worst thing that we can do is then we start let, literally get that whip out and start metaphorically whipping ourselves and then we shame ourselves and then we berate ourselves in our own heads and then we're mean to ourselves and then we don't feel deserving of a good life and then and all of that so the job that we have to do is how to learn the parts of us that are the bad and ugly it's yeah. you've already you already love the parts of you that are amazing but the parts of you that you're going to have to learn to love is your ruler your mother energy that can you know that, that know-it-all you're going to have to learn to get to know her and be like okay Ellen we're going to have to have a talk with our own ruler and we're going to find out when we buried her and we're going to take her back into the the rightful place that she belongs because we all need a little we all need some dignity and some self-righteousness not not over the top but we need a little bit of that we need a little yeah. bit of that and so it's okay to be dignified. I agree and have a little bit of that, but yeah, yeah, I don't want to be over the top. Yeah, so I would love for you to get to know your, your ruler. I would love for you to get to know the part of you that, that knows everything and find out who she is, what she needs from you, uh, what you need from her, and, and maybe, you know, take her out for dinner. Have a visit with her and say, hey, listen, I'm sorry that I've I've been so ashamed of you and I buried you. I need you. And over time, we start to do this with all of these different aspects of ourselves until we finally feel at peace with who we are. It's I love the name of Iyama Vinzat's book, Peace, P-E-A-C-E, Peace from Broken Pieces. Um, yeah. It's such a beautiful title. It's like we have to pull back all the broken, disowned parts of us back into our heart and be like, okay, I, I, the only way I can love Crystal is like, I have to love all of Crystal. I can't just be like, oh, I love you when you're thin, rich, smart. Everyone loves you. Everything about you is great. Yeah, that's great. But I also have to love you when you're lazy and you're, you're difficult and you're depressed and you want to lay in bed. I have to love that part of Crystal too. I can't just love the parts of Crystal that I want to show to the world that's all shiny and golden. And that's what that's what this work is all about is really that's healing the duality so that I you can love all of Ellen. And when yeah. you love all of Ellen, people won't be able to trigger you. Uh, very, 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 very less because you start to realize that, yeah, they're just a broken little wounded soul too. And they're trying to figure out their way in the world too. And, and it allows us to have a lot more peace of mind. Yeah. I think too, is like you said, that can I forgive my sister and things like that? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm not sure if I've already written it to you in one of my other uh, assignments, but I found out because I asked her why she acted like that towards me. Yeah. And she said, because she was jealous of me. Yeah, yeah. And well, I that went, would take a lot what? of courage. 
jealous of me. Yeah, I love. There's your little laughs of truth in there. It's like, why would she be jealous of me? But that would take a lot of courage for her to say because I was jealous of you. And then yeah. that allows us to, to, when we're ready, we can't force forgiveness, but when we feel ready to just say, you know what, I always say this, like if anyone misunderstands when I say forgiveness, I'm not saying like, turn the other cheek and let them slap you again. Oh, no. When I'm saying forgiveness, I forgive you for not being the sister I wanted you to be. Yes. Yeah. I forgive you for not being the sister I needed you to be. And that doesn't mean I invite you back in to hurt me or be mean to me, but I forgive you for being jealous towards me. But on some level, right. you're the sister that I was supposed to have to make me who I am. Yeah, yeah. So do your trigger work, Ellen. Do the I am. The I am is a powerful process, and it's not okay. meant to be like every day you stand in the mirror and go, I am a bitch. Okay, I'm going to go have a good day. It means a one full out sitting until something in your consciousness and you will feel it. Your physiology in your body will shift. You'll go in it. Listen, I've had to do that. Like I am a demanding, difficult, controlling bitch. And it probably took me 20 minutes of saying it until something, whoa, it broke free. And then I was almost like smiling like, I'm a fucking bitch. Boom. <laughs> like then it was like, yeah, okay, wow. I didn't realize... The energy that it took suppressing this, like it's almost like being in the ocean and trying to hold a big beach ball down under the water and all day long and all night long, you don't even realize you're doing it. But the energy that it takes to prove who you're not yeah. doesn't give yeah. you enough energy to be who you are. So when we can finally let that up out of the water, it's like, like I spent so much of my life trying to be mother earth, like Honestly, like I was so loving and I'd be like, animals love me and I'm a healer and I heal animals and I heal birds and people love me and women love me and everyone loves me. But I didn't want anyone to know I had a side of me that was difficult, demanding, a control freak, a bitch. I, it took a lot of energy burying that and holding it down and suppressing it. And when it finally just rose to the surface and I was like, well, I am loving and I am Mother Earth and I can heal things. But guess what? I can also be my worst enemy and that's that's how we find wholeness yeah and, and that's uh one more part of my shadow side to work through yeah beautiful thank you alan thanks so much for calling in today well thank you and thank you to everyone who's on the call today, just sending love, holding space, supporting us. Thank you so much to Jen. It was a great conversation about woman's BFF. And Ellen, thank you, Sarah. I see that you came back on. I'm so sorry, Sarah, that I couldn't hear you for whatever reason. And I see you've called in twice now. So I've really fingers crossed that you mark down now the first June, the first Friday in June. Mark it on your calendar. Uh, bookmark it, whatever you got to do, put an alarm on it. <laughs> and I promise when I see your name pop up in June, uh, I, you're going to be my go-to and we're going to do some powerful coaching together. So thanks everyone for being here today. Thanks uh, for whatever. I don't know. what I'm, Who am I thanking? I don't know. I'm going to find my audio now and say bye for now. Thank you for joining us today on Chat with Crystal, empowerment coaching and conversations with real women from around the world. Of course, my name is Crystal Andrus Morissette, and it's been my honor to spend this time with you. If you'd like to be a guest on the show to get the coaching that you need, please visit www.swatinstitute.com. And remember, 
empowerment equals choice. It's always up to you.